Hey guys, it's Bert. Welcome back to the show, The RR Show, the best show on the internet. Get ready for it, because today I have some delectable treats from r slash petty revenge. So grab you some tea and grab you some popcorn, and let's jump in with our first story from Matya1978. This one's called, Get Me Fired? It's a small world, isn't it? This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. So I'm recently retired from an administration position, and I feel for you younger guys out there who don't know how you can ever retire. Sometimes I feel like I was the last generation that had any real chance at the American dream. Anyway, that's not the story. Years ago, I was working in a very dysfunctional academic center. My boss, who by all accounts was a real decent guy, he didn't play by the political games and, well, he got fired. He got replaced, and this new boss who we'll call witch number one hired someone else in a management position over me. We'll call her witch number two. Among other things, which number two had me write up a business proposal that I was in no way qualified to do. It really needed a group of actuaries and a whole lot of financial data we didn't have to do it right. Her instructions to me were that I had to break even by year two, which was ludicrous. I kept my head down and worked hard. I was young and stupid, and eventually I was fired for BS reasons so they could bring in their own people. Someone else in the medical center then hired me because I had a good reputation, which really pissed off witch number one and witch number two. But hey, my new boss didn't care. I eventually found a good job at another health system that was successful and growing. The academic med center I had worked at was not doing well financially. Then someone in another department said to me one day, Hey, you were at academic center. Do you know witch number two? She applied for a position with us. I replied, yeah, she had me fake the numbers to make her proposal look good. My colleague thanked me for my input. Suffice to say, which number two did not get hired. Just a quick note before we jump into the next story, if you're a repeat listener and you have not left a review, you should really feel bad. Just kidding, of course, but hey, if you could leave a review, that would be amazing, and don't forget to check if you're following the show. Our next one is from user Echo. This story is called, Don't Want to Tell Me What That Parking Ticket Is For? Okay, I'll get that ticket thrown out in court along with jeopardizing any ticket the city wrote on that same form. The Ticket This was the mid to late 90s in a northern Midwest mid-sized city. Parking near my apartment near university was only on-street parking. Bad in the best of times, and it got miserable in the winter, with alternate side parking eliminating half the parking on major streets, which was where my apartment was. Failing to find any parking some nights, I would risk it. Sometimes I got a ticket, sometimes not, but at least I typically knew why I got the ticket, until one morning. 
I was cited for violation number 27. I had no idea what that was all about. It wasn't an alternate side violation, not an expired meter issue, not a loading zone thing. I just didn't know what it was. So what did I do wrong? I went by the office to pay the ticket and I asked the clerk, hey, by the way, what is this violation number 27? I don't know what it is and I don't want to get ticketed for whatever it is again. Her reply set me off. We don't have to tell you. Uh, excuse me? I took my check out of her hand and picked up my ticket. I asked her who could tell me. She shrugged. Maybe the prosecutor's office, she replied. I left, ticket unpaid. I stopped by the prosecutor's office, ticket in hand, to ask. I apologized to the receptionist for such a ridiculous waste of time. I just wanted to know, and she rolled her eyes at me. I got nowhere there. So I started digging in my heels, doing the legal research. For a poor recent college grad, I certainly wasn't going to waste my money with a lawyer. But I was hard-headed enough to want to know what violation number 27 was before I paid it. I resolved to go to the public library and pull out the law books with the city ordinances and state statutes. I settled in and flipped through the pages, cross-referenced ordinances and statutes, and found something interesting. Possibly it was very interesting. I checked the court date on the ticket and made up my mind. I would damn well fight City Hall. It's court time. I showed up in court. Some paperwork was handed out for those of us who were present. Just before it was my turn, the prosecutor graciously offered to let me pay the ticket plus court costs to make this go away. Uh, it's a damn parking ticket. I'm already here. Why bother? After waiting my turn, I stepped before the judge. The judge said a few things, the prosecutor said a few things, and then it was my turn. Your Honor, I move to dismiss the ticket based upon a due process violation on the 14th Amendment. I think that prosecutor might have gotten some whiplash, her neck snapped so fast. I told my story. I just want to know what violation number 27 is. I looked. It's not in the law books. It's not in the city ordinances. I am being charged with something without being told what it is. And the judge smiled a bit, turned to the prosecutor and said, I've been waiting for someone to bring this up. The prosecutor's jaw dropped. Your Honor, I went on. State statute requires certain elements to be on any citation for it to be valid. Among those things is a citation to statute or ordinance. And there are a couple other issues with the ticket. It does not conform to the statutory requirements for a citation. The judge turned to me and asked if I had the ticket. Yes, ma'am, I do. And she asked if I had the paperwork that was handed out when I arrived in court. I did. And then the good judge took a few moments to walk us through that paperwork to show that neither the parking ticket nor the paperwork contained the requisite statutory elements for a citation or summons. Then the judge advised she would take the matter under advisement. The verdict. A few weeks later, I got a big manila envelope in the mail with the judge's order. In clearly written legalese, she went step by step through my argument, the requirements in the statute and the ordinance, and the utter failure of the city to write a single valid parking ticket on their standard form in many years. She detailed that the city, to allow their parking enforcement officers to write tickets faster, used their own list of violation numbers. Expired meter is number one, no parking zone is number two, that did not correspond to any section numbers of the statute or ordinance. If you didn't have the list, you just might not know. And the judge threw out my parking ticket as a due process violation of the 14th Amendment. 
Oh, and that violation number 27 was parking too close to a handicapped ramp. I didn't see it under the snow. My bad. I had moved out of town by then, though, so it didn't matter. As always, guys, I am so happy you could be here with me for this episode. Until next time, take care of yourselves. I'll see you soon. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.